0: program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. So watch the ongoing media propaganda. It's like watching propaganda.
1: Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. Because parents are, I think we are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad can it be? It's very bad.
2: Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin.
1: Yep, I used to be a liberal too.
0: This is Mission America. With Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things,
2: all things
0: are still, still possible. possible.
1: Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my weekly column at WorldNetDaily. That's WND.com. Also on barbwire.com, and I am elsewhere out on the web And be sure to check out my books, and my latest one is written especially for teens, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. You hear me talk pretty often about the homosexual and gender confusion agenda directed to our kids. Well, my guest today is an on-the-ground grassroots activist with lots of experience, and she is going to share with us just exactly how aggressive and radical this can become. And it can be happening in your school's child's school right now, folks. And I would urge you to listen up and think about this and check it out because there is a nationwide push for this kind of indoctrination. Carol Ayala was an elementary school teacher for, I think it's 16 years and a substitute teacher after that, also describes herself as a faith and family activist. And she is going to tell her story about dealing with the Austin, Texas schools. And welcome to Mission America Radio, Carol. Thank you. It's
2: nice to be with
1: you. Well, it's great to have you on. I listened, Carol, to the um, YouTube, uh, well, it wasn't, I don't know if it was YouTube, but it was on Mass Resistance. Your the tape of your presentation that you and several others made to a packed audience at a public library in Austin in August because of your concerns about things you had discovered. Um, and it was packed with parents and also the usual disruptors from the LGBT uh, group groups. And um, so tell us a little bit about what was going on and what alerted you to the problem of what was being planned for grade schoolers in Austin?
2: Well, I first became aware of the agenda that we were exposing there in August uh, back, I guess I would say it was August of 2015 because I was employed by Austin ISD. And day one of our back to school training, professional training, That was we were told we were going to be trained in the welcoming schools program that has been developed by the human rights campaign. Mm -hmm. And so right away um, that put me on alert because I had heard about these things happening, happening, you know, around the country and many years previous years before, but never on my school campus. Yes. And and.
1: so tell us about the Human Rights Campaign, a little bit about what you know about it. I can fill that in, of course, as well, but go ahead.
2: Well, being the, the largest uh, LGBTQ political lobby group in the country, right. you know, funded by millions of dollars, and little did I know then that they had already been pouring about $8 million to infiltrate churches. Um and, and that was just a portion of, of their funding right wow. for, for their agenda, and who knows how much they've uh, uh, poured into the school effort. Right. but I know that in Texas, I found out later that in Texas they've, they've opened up offices all over Wow. Um, at, in Texas to, to target to target school children to target churches uh, just for the the whole the whole agenda that they have
1: now and, let me just and, and
2: that, on that issue
1: m- make sure people uh, heard us right and you've heard me talk about this but it's been a while uh listeners um it's the welcoming schools program is what they they call it and if you go to the human rights campaigns website hrc.org and you poke around a little bit you'll see welcoming schools so go ahead carol tell us what what then they were training teachers in this new program Um, So tell us what happened.
2: Yes. It was an effort to um, bring it in as far as an anti-bullying program. Mm -hmm. And we already had been enforcing or promoting and celebrating an anti-bullying program for years called No Place for Hate. Mm -hmm. But we had never uh, targeted or highlighted a certain population in the school. You know, we were told that we would treat all kids fairly, that we would promote, you know, kindness and treating people, you know, the way you would want to be treated, right? Right. And so we've been doing that for years. And, and of course, that's the way people live in general. You know, that's, that's what we want our kids to do. Right. And so I had no problems getting behind that. Um, and then, so I knew then when they brought the Welcoming Schools and it was the HRC and it also highlighted, uh, transgender children uh homosexual families and children, and it was about inclusivity. Then I knew that the tides had turned yeah. and I knew that that wasn't just about treating people fairly, but it was about uh a certain population of people uh, though it'd be very minuscule that it was they were to be celebrated yeah. and accepted and uh treated with uh not just respect but um to 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 a point where they're does it make sense to say they're worth more? It, like they mean more? Glorified they have more
1: value? Glorified yes. essentially, yes, yeah.
2: Absolutely.
1: Certainly normalized. So when, certainly normalized. Normalized. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely normalized. And at first I didn't know that. It was it was through some research that I was doing as the year went by. This was not just a one day training. It was six hours over the whole school year. Um, even to the very end of the school year, we were supposed to be able to explain what a homosexual was. And in my case, I was a pre-K teacher, so that meant four-year-olds. And I was supposed to be able to explain what a homosexual was to them in a way they could understand and to say that homosexual love was beautiful and and to take books that they were going to load our library up with that uh, highlighted families families that were homosexual families, children that were transgender, uh, um, celebrating and glorifying, promoting that type of lifestyle and behavior uh, to to the kids with books and conversations, uh, tying, it, tying it in all to our social-emotional learning um, program that we already had been implementing, I guess, about, I think it was about three years by then, um, So I knew that things had definitely changed.
1: Wow. Now, okay. Now, what happens with this is that, uh, as I understood it from your, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, they were quick to make sure that this was, oh, this is not a curriculum. This is we're training the teachers. Yet they gave you all these materials, including these books that you were to uh, urge children to read, um and why did they do that is it because if it's a new curriculum it has to go through approval processes and parental oversight i mean do you do you think that's what the the game was there or am i well
2: that's ex- that's exactly what i found out is uh we went to we started attending our local shack which is the student health advisory uh, council where the decisions are actually made that are made up of parents and other members of the school district as well as a community and interested you know people that are just really interested and want to be a member mm-hmm. and so there there are the process there they actually review programs that have anything to do with health and so it's not just about sexual health but it's all health but that's where it begins the conversation begins about uh, programs that have anything to do with sexuality at all and so when i one of the meetings i went to i asked them i said when did you review this welcoming schools program and they that was exactly what they you know retorted to me responded and said oh that's not a curriculum mm-hmm. so we don't you know we don't have to, to 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 discuss it and i and my question to them was you have been charged with with the whole duty and responsibility of anything that has to do with sexual health for our children, and and in that material, it covers the very LGBTQ. Has to do with sex. It has to do with sexual behavior, mm-hmm. which supposedly de- right defines uh, that population. They mm-hmm. they choose to define themselves by their sexual behaviors, right?
1: Right. And what, um, what did they say to that, <laughs> that question? Uh,
2: it was that they didn't have to. They didn't have to talk about it. And basically, they really kind of skirted the issue. I don't think that the person at that time, uh, she didn't know how to respond. Because I told her, I said, look, it has the very word sex in that yeah. program, in that uh, population, that community. So you would have had to address it,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You
2: know, given given the laws by the state of Texas. Well, and, and they did not. They did. Uh, she didn't know what to say.
1: Well, you know, um, th- that was very uh, wise of you to get right to the heart of it. You know, I have heard that the way they try to get around this particular program uh, in some in some school districts is by saying, "Oh no, this is about identity." this is not sexual behavior. We're not talking sexual behavior with these children. We're just talking about identity. And that way, it becomes a social justice issue or an issue of diversity. Uh, But it has, you know, did, did you hear anything like that? No, they didn't
2: really say anything to me or haven't responded to me as using the word identity. They basically are they keep, they keep bringing to the forefront that it's not a curriculum, that it's just yeah. a training for the teachers. Mm-hmm. But we know and, – and, you know, that's intentional on their part because, exactly. like you mentioned before, if it were a curriculum, it would have to be uh, scrutinized. It would have to be looked at. It would have to be approved and go through the processes, which I'm not familiar with all the processes, but, uh, you know, and all the details of that. But I know it would have to be approved and by committees and such. And if you say it's just for the teachers, you're saying it's for grownups. It's for adults. But that is a way to get around it. Mm -hmm. And it makes total sense. I can see why they would use that because they would say, well, it's only for the adults, but. The, the reality of the issue is that I found out that, yes, it's for we adults, but it's for we adults as teachers to turn around and use materials to indoctrinate the children.
1: Now, how many, how um, many schools was this going to be in?
2: Well, um, upon our findings, we had done an open records request. And with the help of a lot of other people who were sharing information with us, it was approximately 24 to 27 campuses. And Mm -hmm. that was they were targeting elementary campuses, but only one of them we did know for sure was a middle
1: school. So 27 elementary schools in the Austin Independent School District were to be Mm -hmm. part of this. But were parents informed about any of this?
2: Well um I can tell you that then my own school when they started the program and said we didn't we weren't just supposed to tell the children and encourage them to read the books we were supposed to read them to them. Mm-hmm. So there you know there goes the choice out of that right mm-hmm. because right. you're not you're actually taking it upon yourself to teach this this uh lifestyle and celebrate it and glorify it but um as far as the parents, we were given no notice to parents. I asked the trainer that. I said, well, you know, where's the, the parental notification? Are we going to be sending home a letter like we do for so many other programs that we do, mm-hmm. you know, to inform the parents? And and the trainer said, oh, we haven't talked about that. That's not something that wow. we're, we're discussing. I don't know anything about that. Wow. And so to me, that bothered me even more.
1: You know, because here yeah. I am
2: going to talk about people's lifestyles that have certainly mm. high risk uh, factors and health hazards right. um, to for their children to consider, and um, I can't—they're not even going to know.
1: Wow, the parents aren't even—we are going to have—we're coming up on a break. Um, our first segment is coming to a close. It goes really fast. Um, now, uh, concernedparentsofaustin.com—is that a site where people could find out more information? I want to give this Absolutely. out. Yeah, I want to give this out a couple times. So, we'll do that. Concernedparentsofaustin.com and we're talking with Carol Ayala who was was with the um, Austin Independent School District when the human rights campaign swept in with trying to get 27 schools, elementary schools on board with their so-called welcoming schools issue. Uh Program, which they say is not a curriculum, pro homosexual, pro transgender to little children. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. We'll talk more with Carol about this homosexual and transgender agenda in our schools when we return right after these messages don't go away. Today's program is pre recorded. To learn more, log on
0: to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda.
1: We're talking today about the homosexual agenda, uh, well-financed, well-organized, uh, being pushed on to teachers, and then, if they can get away with it, from the teachers on to elementary school children, and this is how the Human Rights Campaign, the largest homosexual lobbying group, works with its Welcoming Schools program. We're talking with Carol Ayala, who is, uh, has been a teacher for many years in the school district, you can find out more about all this and the details of what I'm telling you at ConcernedParentsOfAustin.com dot com because we're talking about Austin, Texas. ConcernedParentsOfAustin.com. dot com. So, Carol, so you were a teacher and you went through this training and you had been there. I I read that you were 16 years. Is that correct?
2: Well, I was uh, I was 11 years with Austin ISD. I'd taught other places. Mm-hmm. Um, before then, yeah, other cities that I had right. lived in.
1: But yeah. so then, what did you do? Um, you were you were not on board with this. Um, what 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 was your subsequent uh, situation that year during after after you were trained on this program?
2: Well, as the year progressed, I think we were at the fifth session uh, out of the six that are. Our principal uh, did an activity with us Um, well actually she was present but I believe it was one of the trainers that did the activity where she had us stand around the room in different places and they had given us a scenario and hypothetical situation and had said and it went something like this it said if you walked into the lounge and you heard two teachers talking each other and one said to the other well that's why Johnny's so messed up he has two moms (laughs) then they asked us a question in light of that um, hypothetical situation and said okay now what would you do as a teacher would you a um, go to the to to the administration to the to the principal and say I need help with this I I heard this teacher say something and I, I don't know what to do or I need help then you need to go stand in over here at this corner. The second uh, option was, you're, uh, would you go and confront that teacher for saying what she did and talk to her about it? And then you would go stand in another a second place. And then finally, the last one was, when you heard that, those teachers say that, and you heard that teacher say that about Johnny, would you just ignore it and just forget about it and go about your business and that's when I knew that I couldn't betray my own conscience.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah, that I had to make a choice, and I did. And so I uh, I quit at the end of the year.
1: Well, they were that's val- values clarification. They're trying to divide and conquer and identify their their opponents, um, and uh, get people to be watchdogs. I mean, it's it's just it's classic propaganda techniques. I'm sure you've read all about this.
2: Yes, I knew they were enga- they were gauging where we were, you know, mm-hmm. our commitment to the program. She wanted to probably see who was going to comply with the whole uh, welcoming schools and celebration, you know, of the transgenderism, and homosexuality, okay. and you know, and that's the reason that we're as concerned parents. We we made the website. We're we we're, we're involved in the battle here in town, in our city, uh, for families. Uh, that should know what their kids are being taught at school, and they should ultimately have the last word on what that should be. Um, but we're also working with Mass Resistance Texas yeah. because we, um, as, as we speak, we're organizing a, a conference that's going to be in yes. Fort Worth. Um, yes,
1: I've heard about this. Tell us about this. Yeah,
2: we're hosting that in November the 17th and 18th
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. up
2: there for families because people don't know how to deal with this issue. Yeah. And, you know, hi, uh, hiding your head in the sand, you know, burying your head in the sand is not working. Right. And so we are having this conference for families, not just teens, but for ministers and, and, and for uh, just the general public so that they can know um, a lot of uh, different different strategies and things they should say, things that they can do in their schools. Right. And it's going to be a great conference. And I'm hoping that, you know, anyone that's hearing this well, look us up. Uh, our the website for the conference is www dot teens the number four truth dot mm. net, and okay. you have to put it in the address bar, or it won't come up.
1: Teens four truth dot with a number four truth dot net. Did you say yes dot net? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I read about that. It looks like a great conference. It'll really educate people in in your area and uh, anybody who wants to go from anywhere. Um, sure. We don't have a lot of time left. I wanted to just ask you, I remembered on the tape you saying that your either your superintendent or your principal of Austin schools encouraged people to take part in the Austin Homosexual Pride Parade and to encourage students to be involved. Is that what I heard you say?
2: Oh, yes. Uh, that very day, um, and it was the first time it had happened since my employment, which was at that point uh, 11 years Um, August of 2015, we had received an email from our superintendent, Paul Cruz, and he had sent us an email inviting us to participate in our citywide pride parade and to to invite the children. And that had never happened before. And as of that year, well, maybe it was following year, I'm not sure exactly, but our campus didn't participate that year. But our district in, in addition celebrates a whole week of pride wow. in our school district.
1: Wow, wow. Uh,
2: just on that just on that issue. Well, in the
1: little time we have left, Carol, what would you suggest if you uh, let's most of our listeners uh, are in Ohio, but uh, and so many of them are watching what's happening in their schools. What would you suggest that parents watch for?
2: I would suggest that they go to our website, com- Concerned Parents of Austin.com, because on there, you will, you can go to the um, parents' uh, section. It has a parents' guide. And any of those things on there can help you in your school districts as well. Oh, good. I think that at this point, they should be preventative. They should let their wishes be known before it becomes an issue. Yeah. And uh, put the schools on alert.
1: Yeah. Here's what you say on your website. I I love this. It says, quote, we are parents and educators in the Austin area who are against the radical sex ed and LGBT agenda being introduced to schools, in schools to children as young as four through programs such as welcoming schools and school sex ed curricula. We have to watch this uh, out for this all the time, don't we, Carol?
2: Absolutely. And and your listeners need to keep this in mind when they're thinking about what they want to do that disagreement does not equal
1: hate exactly exactly it's it's called that by the other side but we know that's not the case carol that's right god god bless you for what you're doing your courage um i know you all will be successful pushing back against the darkness and trying to protect kids and uh i ask people to pray for you and your efforts and then to act on the, in their own uh, school districts as well. So thank you so much for being on our program today and sharing with thank us. Thank you, Linda. Yeah, and, and we have to keep up with this, friends. I know many of you have your kids in the public schools still, and if you do, you have to be vigilant. You just have to because the aggression is great, and the funding and the money and the staff behind it is great. Just remember, though, just remember, with God, all things are still possible.